You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. Okay, as this podcast goes on, you'll probably hear Storm Kira, which is blowing at the moment. And you'll, you'll definitely hear it on the microphones in the background. So <laughs> that was all natural wind. Okay, so in second year, mm-hmm. I wrote an essay, which I can barely remember now, but I'm going to try to, uh, which was exploring attitudes to death and the extent to which death and funerals have become taboo or are kind of not being taboo anymore. They're kind of. We're, you know, we're breaking down stereotypes and barriers and the decline of tradition, things like that. Um, I mean, generally, what are your feelings on that whole concept? Do you think that we've entered an um, age where death is becoming like, a more of an accepted topic of conversation? Um, I think to an extent, probably, yeah. Yeah. Because people, I, I've had conversations with people who have discussed, oh, did you see this new way of being buried... Like you'll turn into a tree or this kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like biodegradable coffins and all this kind of thing. But at the same time, I still think, you know, death is quite a, it's looming. And I don't think, I think most topics of conversation skirt around. (laughs) Yeah, they they skirt around the real deep set issues. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of wills and planning and, and, Oh, what kind of what's on the market? What can I yeah. choose? That's all up for discussion. But the actual meaning of death and the actual yeah, the, the, grim reality of it. Yeah, no one ever really. when they're talking about oh, what's your funeral song? No one says, uh, "What do you think death is like?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's always the kind of what happens after. It, that than... kind of goes into what Ernest Becker says about okay. the denial of death. Yeah, you read you read that? No, I, I, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those books you kind of get to when you're doing a philosophy degree or even things like uh, sociology or psychology it's it's just one of those broader ideas and um basically he wants to say that all life is just the avoidance of having to to face the reality of death Mm. and that all the social constructs we have are in aid of that yeah and i think there's there's definitely some truth in that definitely yeah because you 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 see the actual work being done by a minority of groups. Have you heard of Death Salon? Uh, what was that? There's Death Salon. There's a few. There's a few others. Um, they're trying to sort of promote. They're groups that promote death. Yeah, death and actually taking death seriously in conversation. I think are those the people who like their merchandise is a T-shirt that has Future Corpse on it or something like that? Yeah, they have like. I've seen people walking around with like change the stigma around death. I'm a Future Corpse. Yeah, it's definitely part of, all part of the same movement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, and they have like blogs and forums and videos and things where they mm. try and promote it as, I guess, mm. a positive thing. Yeah, I don't think it's like, about, I yeah. don't think it's nihilistic at all. Mm. I don't think it's, it's not a kill yourself, you might as well be dead anyway type movement. Yeah. I think it is definitely, yeah, yeah. A, it's more of an acceptance of the limited time we've got. Yeah, because I think, I one, think. Of the, one of the things you were getting at is like there's a an opening up of ritual. So ritual is being explored in lots of different ways socially but that ritual in itself is relatively meaningless because it's in terms of the content that it's it's like ritual with no substance so you know turning yourself into a tree or 
biodegradable coffins, like you were saying, or like <laughs> different ways of cremating. These are all extensions of ritual, but they're not really saying anything with much substance in terms of expressing a real attitude to death mm. and by extension life. Mm. I feel like they're, they're just fads or products okay. as opposed to something spiritual or something meaningful. Is this what you said in your essay? Yeah, this is, so I, I, it's a toss up really because it's, I think both things are happening at once and it's very difficult to pin down which of these is the reality. Um, I'll link the essay in the in the show notes, but I think ultimately I kind of came to the slightly cynical conclusion that at least we're talking more about death. So that, that may open up the conversation mm-hmm. properly. Um, but I think ultimately it's a good thing that there's a there's a greater plurality, there's a greater choice when it comes to death. But uh, yeah, w- whether people are actually taking that choice seriously or just competing with other people in the same way they do in life, you know, it's, it's keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> I want to have a cooler funeral than your funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, it's hard to gauge. Yeah. But um, that's, I think that's definitely going on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it is just another expression of... Yeah, competitiveness, I guess. And individuality. That's People are trying to express mm. something in these kind of products, but they're not, as you say, they're not necessarily tied to any significance. Yeah, I mean, adding a rock song in your funeral, it's, yeah, it, it's more diverse, but it's not necessarily... Saying it's more liberal is probably also... As, a, as opposed to, like, a, a hymn or something. Yeah, right. it, it's like... Saying it's more liberal is fine because it is. It, there's a there's definitely a more liberal element to it. I guess what I mean by that is deconstructing orthodoxy. You know, being a little bit out of the box and more explorative who you are and stuff, and being more personalised. But I think I think that might be a good thing as well, though. I I understand that it might not have the spiritual significance. Yeah, but, I'm, but not, I'm people, not saying it can't, but I, I'm, I'm sceptical as to whether it always is revelatory of... But like, the person. As you say, it makes it more personal. And you're not there grieving God, you're grieving, <laughs> you're grieving the person. That, yeah. So I agree to an extent that there might be an element in some cases of like, I don't know, trying to outdo someone, maybe. But I also, on the other hand, I think if you want to share something of yourself, this is the last time you could possibly ever do it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's strange. Funerals are strange because it's such a strange environment. Have you ever been to a funeral? Yeah, yeah, I've been to yeah. a couple recently, and they're just really strange. I don't think I've ever been to one. Really? Yeah, um, I know that's quite abnormal. I I was offered to go a couple of times. Uh, people like very distant relatives and things. Mm-hmm. Well, people I I would have known, but I would maybe have been too young. And I usually opted out and said, no, I'll, I'll remember them. But I, I... Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I was very young when I was offered. Um, and I even then, I, just, I don't think I really... I knew I didn't understand the significance mm-hmm. of going. And I always, I always found it just very morbid. Yes. I think grieving should be relatively private. Um, and I think a lot of it is, people treat it the same way as they do with weddings. They just sort of have a stock kind of... It's because it's the done thing. And I feel like a funeral service isn't really for everyone. I don't think it's the best expression of that. I think it's more for the people that are still living. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't want to be carried around in the coffin. But at the, at the same time, I think the funerals 
it's equally it's for the the person who's died. Yeah, but I think equally it's for everyone who's mourning it because it's yeah. a, it's part of the process. Yeah, I, it, I just it's part of the accepting. Mm. Okay, now that something has happened, we've we've had like a formal release of pent up grief, and now we can try. Might not obviously it won't be immediately. It's part of the process of recovery, I guess. I'm just not sure whether the traditional way is the best way of doing that. Um, but I'm also not sure that more modern iterations and interpretations of, of that classical way of looking at it is also the best. I I feel like it's dependent on the person. I feel like some funerals, you just, you kind of get the sense that people were never really thinking about it. Half of all relationships, partners don't know each other's wishes. So that, even just in a practical sense, that tells you something about how unprepared people are for death and for thinking about death and talking about it. So definitely in this like spiritual sense and this, Oh, how, how do I best express what my life was worth and kind of how other people can relate to that in terms of actual funeral planning in, in terms of the, the real substance you want to put into it. I think that's similarly not thought about. So the idea of going I mean, shit, I wasn't thinking this when I was five or when I was offered to go to a funeral. But still, I, you know, that's still my feeling. That, that's, that's always really been my feeling since I could come up with that. And I've, I've always just thought, well, I don't think this is the best reflection of the person. I don't, I don't think standing around with umbrellas. and a, Again, I've never been to one. I, I, next time I'm given actually a full opportunity to go, I, I will. But, but there are cases where, say, a person knows that they're going to die. So they'd plan it. Absolutely, so that, so yeah. that they, you know, they request specific songs or they ask their guests to, because some people say, oh, I don't want it to be morbid. I'd rather people in, mm. celebrate life. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. Mm. Quite a fan of the way humanists approach funerals and things. They okay. try and make it as personalised as possible. And I think that's pretty cool. And uh, But also being careful not to just, again, it's up to the people doing it, but uh, not to just have it as vacuous, like, oh, well, he liked pop songs so I just stick a couple of them in mm-hmm. and we'll sing Kumbaya and you know it, it, it's more trying to make sense of things in a, in a much more substantive way of the really engaging with the broader questions how do we make sense of death in general what are we supposed to feel what are we supposed to think and yeah I, I think I think there's a little bit of a stigma the reactionary stigma around people that have noticed this decline in the in the the traditional way of doing things and they sort of target these new agey stuff and lump them all in the same category but i definitely think in a secular world there are better ways of doing things and then there are really stupid vacuous ways of doing things really narcissistic you know like getting getting buried in a twix coffin just because you feel like it it's like that's not engaging with existentialism. A twix coffin yeah you can get mars coffins <laughs> and snickers and well what does that look like do they like wrap you up no, it's just it's just just looks weird. I guess I guess if you don't really care, it's funny, you know. But pardon the if you pardon the pun, like it's it's the it's the nail in the coffin for oh like. Oh God, I've just I've just looked at them. Yeah, they're that's mental. It's the nail in the coffin for cynicism, isn't it? It's just like cynical nihilism. Just like did you see this with Carl Pilkington or something? I did. Yeah, yeah. There's a photo of Carl Pilkington in a Twix coffin. Yeah, is it for two people? I guess. Yeah. Because there's two spaces. But pretending that that is a, a significant just, replacement for 
like religion you know i'm sure i'm sure people a lot of people feel disenfranchised with religion and they feel like oh that doesn't really represent me um and i'm sure i'm sure to be honest the majority of people would would feel that way if they really thought about it but a twix coffin i'd I'd rather hymns uh, that's crazy to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know if maybe if you were a very certain kind of person you were like a proper joker and that really (laughs) and people were like oh classic him yeah (laughs) he's classic dave got married in jokes in death yeah but there are all kinds of things so i suppose i've got a few examples here actually in my essay um you can buy stars and name them for people that have died yeah i think that's just the ultimate it's so kind of childish isn't it buying a star buying a star don't you think that's romantic though romantic this is this is for someone who's died this is yeah but if uh, you know someone you loved there's definitely like this fantastical romantic element in it Yeah, yeah but i also think you haven't you haven't got that star. It's not yours. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah. It's so arrogant to just be like, yeah, that's mine. Like, <laughs> I own a bit of the moon. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't own the moon. I think people get it. You get a, a picture frame with mm. it. I think that's mainly the reason people get it. Yeah. But, oh, look, it's a nice picture frame you've got. It's, like, again, I'm, I'm being like hyperbolic and yeah, I know. D- deliberate. You're just a terrible person. Deliberately, <laughs> deliberately antagonistic. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't really think these people are ridiculous, but I still... I can't shake. The, the, yeah. can't shake this feeling. There's something a little bit just petulant about it. Just really. Off Surely about people it. know that they're not. They don't own a, a giant gaseous. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do they? And I, I just. I feel obviously it's it's such a big gesture, but it's also just so empty. It's like it's like the biggest thing and the smallest thing. It's the most inconsequential thing at the same time. It's like you own a sun, but. But you also fucking don't. You got no claim to this. Yeah, one. it's not. You've got no right to be doing that. And it's and you and you just don't like realistically. There's, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, for some reason, this is reminding me when I was voted Time Person of the Year. What? <laughs> Have you not heard of this? No. In two thousand and six, everyone was chosen oh, as Time Person of the Year. Right. Yeah. The cover was Person of the Year. You. Yeah. I mean. So it's like it's everything. It's all and, and nothing. Yeah, all and nothing at the same time. It's like it, like categorically, it just becomes a meaningless <laughs> statement. Oh. I, I think so. Like, if you're going to name a tree or like name a, a species after somebody, like a, a new lizard's been discovered, and this guy really liked zoology. Yeah. It's like that's that's a nice fitting tribute. Or maybe if they were they were really interested in astronomy, it's like okay, well, somebody who actually has somebody in NASA actually then goes and does that, or you get in co- contact with them, yeah, sure. But the less personalised it is, it just seems like such an empty way of celebrating somebody's life. It just seems like kind of overblown and empty. Have you heard about this thing where people are all dressed up at their own wake, sat at the table? No. There might be a picture of it in like uh, included what, in my what, essay. What should I type? Uh I don't know, living wake or, no no that one. Uh Living Funeral. Pre funeral. A living funeral, also known as a pre funeral, is held for a living person. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> but that's weird. That's a strange concept. <laughs> a living funeral is usually done by someone who knows that they don't have much time to live. Whether the reason is terminally ill or old age, the person knows death is near and could use it as closure. It is used to celebrate the happy times and forgive the body for, quote-unquote, failing. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Do you know what? I, I don't mind that concept. Yeah, but isn't that just like 
why do you need to call that a funeral and not just like a piss up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really just taking stock. No, but, but because of the impending death and you're actually having the moral courage of going, okay, I'm going to die. How, you know, how do I make sense of this? I think that's, that's a really like, rare, this is it's very brave. Like. Apparently it's quite popular in Japan, of course. Um, elders in Japan feel that they are burdening their children with their old age. Uh, they are ashamed of their failing body. Uh, by having a living funeral, they feel that they can take some of the stress away from the actual funeral. Mm. Uh, and after the ceremony, many Japanese expect nothing from their families after they die, including a funeral. Yeah, I guess that's just a different way of doing things. I mean, it kind of, it kind of does remove a lot of the... You're just doing it at a different time, I guess, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to one of those, though. If I was no. invited to one of those, I would not go. I think there's a massive cultural... It sounds a bit like a, a pity party for an old man. <laughs> exactly. And then you, it, and then you just dump so him in the miserable. ground afterwards. Yeah. Like, even if it was happy because everyone was drunk, there'd be a certain time in the night where it just hits everyone. Mm. Like, hang on. I guess with this, with this whole concept, there's like a massive cultural divide. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, seemed, it seems like a fairly like intrinsic sort of cultural rite of passage to have if you think about it but i guess i guess we just do it without all the ceremony and stuff but we i think we kind of you know you see a lot of old people coming to terms with the fact that they're failing and, and expressing similar kind of things mm-hmm. but they just do it down the pub or yeah yeah they they start to have a few more revelations towards towards their end and and as they're talk reflecting about it. And- yeah they don't have a big song and dance about it i guess it's just different here's something we could probably talk about um Living funerals can also be seen as egocentric because the person having the funeral might use it as an opportunity to brag since listing a compliment during the world's life is a popular thing to do during the ceremony. I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Any know. other time? No. But come on, man, it's your funeral. Yeah. Let him off. He's had a few. What would, you, what would be on your list of achievements? Um, not this podcast. <laughs> that would be on the other list yeah things you regret um no, quite, I've never thought of, I've never actually taken stock mm. of like what I've done yeah I think it's I think it's a good thing to do I think more people should be encouraged to do it I think it's a large part of why people suffer poor mental health because they don't do things like that a lot of the time they don't think what have I done that's noteworthy yeah because a lot of the ways you uh, recommended to combat mental health is like writing down lists of positive attributes mm. or achievements mm-hmm. and things like that things you've done in the day and that, like not just thinking about it but writing it down and really internalizing it and yeah i guess more things like that would help so yeah just trying to get a sense of whether we really have entered like a more commercialized way of thinking when it comes to death and that's really all that's happened um it's interesting to note that a lot of christian services are experiencing increased pressure to incorporate secular elements and like like i said like rock music Mm -hmm. pop songs Mm -hmm. kind of bending and stretching that just to stay relevant Mm -hmm. to modern people because you know when you think about it nobody really wants too much of a traditional funeral anymore yeah do do you think that's that is mostly because people just want to compete it's like another product they can buy is like the ultimate product um is it do, do you have that in terms of what's in your mind for your funeral like mm. would you want to spare no expense i have thought about it if 
the best possible scenario happens and I'm like 80 something, nearly 90 and I fall asleep and then don't wake up. By that point, I will have saved money for it. Hopefully. Mm. Because I know it's just such a burden, right? But I don't think I it would be like lavish. I don't want, you know. Fireworks. Yeah, or like an orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Or like a choir of people singing. I've thought about my song, uh, but I do want everyone to be crying. That's my, that's the ego. I think that's a small ask. Yeah, but I, I think that's... Because I only get one shot. There's two ways to look at that. I only get one chance for people to like truly appreciate me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think there's two ways to look at it. Um, you could think of it as like an egotistical thing. Like, oh, I really want to yeah, have an impact. The route I'm getting down. Yeah. <laughs> or you could think of it as like, I want my life to mean so much. I want to have engaged in life so much that I leave such an impact mm. that, you know, I took my life so seriously and I, I tried to make others you know, feel good. And I tried to, to really make a mark in a, in a, in a positive and informed way. Mm-hmm. And made my little corner of the world a little bit better for exi- for having existed. That people will miss that. And I think that's that's slightly less egotistical. I think. Yeah, but I think most people. I just are... want to do nothing and make people cry anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah, as long as I can like pull out all the tricks, like maybe write something for someone to read out. Thank you for coming. That kind of thing. Mm. What else? Sad music, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. So in terms of what I would plan, it would. It would be really stripped down, basic, simple. Right. Dress code? No. No. I mean... All black for me. Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone wearing eyeliner so it runs. Yeah. <laughs> when they cry. Loads of mascara, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I, I've got a few, like, songs in mind, but they're, like, kind of acoustic-y sort of stuff. Right. What are they? Um, yeah, I, I think one of them was Seagull. By Bad Company, or so I think there's there's like a there's like a cover version of it that's really nice. I don't know. I've written them down somewhere. They're obviously not that important. I'm obviously engaging in a bit of death denial. And not, I think not about it regularly. Now. About it. Really? Every time I hear a song, I'm like, "Is this going to replace what I've got?" No, probably not. Do you want to hear mine? What right now? Well, I can play it, but it probably won't. Go on. This is a Grammarly advert. Grammarly. Fucking Grammarly. That's nice. He hasn't started singing yet. I can tell because I can. I'm hearing it with you. I don't believe in an interventionist God. And then I just want it to stop there. Right. I know that one. It's a tune. It's really sad as well. I want everyone to cry. Should we find out what the top? Funeral songs are. Yeah, let's have a look. All right. I think I know some of them. I want you to guess. All right, what's the top? You won't get Hallelujah. this. Hallelujah. You're not going to get this. Okay, what is it? The last of the summer wine theme tune. Right. Okay. It's a bit strange. Is, is, is Hallelujah on there? This is on funeralguide.co.uk. Um, my heart will go on, Celine Dion. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> Angels, Robbie Williams. Is that uh, every breath you take? Is that on there? I'll be watching you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Hallelujah is not on the top 20, you know? Oh, that's... Uh... They got, there's some strange ones. Uh, Flying Without Wings is on there, Westlife. Oh my God, do people really... So at some point, everyone just has to stand up. I've changed my mind. Like, changed... I, I honestly this one, think... This one's going to blow your mind. Match of the day theme tune. Yeah, well, that was something I found in my research. Football-themed funerals are just so popular. That's quite a, a strange uh, choice, I think. That's not... Da, 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 da. They got people going ah! <laughs> in the background. Yeah, but uh, do you do the same thing when you hear it? You start like shouting it. You go, da, 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 da. you know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> so it'll be that, and people crying, and people going, it's quite strange, actually. That's bizarre. Apparently, it's played at weddings as well. Yeah, you get you get, <laughs> you get a lot of like football themed weddings and funerals, and I think I guess it's just religion replacement on a cultural level. It's it's just, it's just that, isn't it? Uh, See you again by Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, that match of the day one's got me. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that there are a lot of pop songs. I don't know. I I don't want to be that complete snob that says, oh well. If you include or incorporate any sort of elements of pop culture, it immediately kind of invalidates any chance you have of providing actual real substance. But I that do would be a snobby thing to say. Yes, because then I'd be like Martin Scorsese. Hey, mm. there were sort of theme parks. But I do think it's probably not quite as rich as it could be in terms of you know coming from a tradition. I mean, again, I have problems with tradition as well. Like it's just peer pressure from dead people, isn't it? You said that it makes the funerals not as rich. Mm. This can segue into all the the rich. What are they call they they're not funeral companies, are they? They're, um, funeral directors. Funeral directors. Mm. Oh, that's a job to have. Yeah. Funeral directors. Capitalizing off people's grief and willingness to spend money. Yeah, but it's a job that will never be replaced by robots, unless we all die. And it's only robots left. Just robots having robots funerals. Robots robot for... funerals. Yeah. Okay, this was in 2002. Funeral parlors is an eight, 800 million a year industry. 800 million pounds a year industry in 2002. Right, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, funeral directors typically earn 25,000. 2002 again, which is probably different. Well, you were, yeah, you were saying that there's like basically impossible to... Be buried in your own garden. Yeah, you it's, have to. Um, it's like you have to apply to the local council. The system, the <laughs> yeah. system forces you to take certain routes and to go through these companies, and then the companies just yeah. exploit everything they can. Like a headstone. I just want to know where they get their prices from. Like, like there's no. Yeah, I, it's I, not, it's I not guess materials. It can't be like. I guess they have to provide the service and coffin price. Google is getting some good use. But I, I, I think they can put their prices up because, you know... Because there's nothing stopping who, them. Who the fuck would want to be stingy? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't put a price on the sentimentality right. of it. The co-op... It, it's the, the same with weddings as well. Traditional oak coffin. doesn't have a price. It's priceless. It's priceless. But it's got... There's but a website with all these different types of coffins you can get. You can get a musical note picture coffin. Brown cardboard coffin. Or a bin bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willow, 
maple. I think it's almost like a a lack of agency. If you don't go through these 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 places, it's like the the agency is taken away from you by the system. So system. society will not allow you to just pop your dead uncle in a bin bag and bury him <laughs> at the end of the garden. So you have to go through these <laughs> these people. <laughs> And these people... Goddamn society. <laughs> bastards. Not letting but, us pop a... <laughs> then I'm going with him back. But, but the, um, these, these funeral directors, any kind of agency you want to exercise, any way of expressing identity, because like I think we talked about before, one of the only ways to it's possible to express identity is through consumption yeah. uh, in, a, in a kind of a modern well, setting, as far yeah, as anyone yeah. else Unless is you start knitting your own clothes. Like. Yeah. So... Uh, and again, that's not necessarily a critique of capitalism. That's just the the way it is. Yeah. But yeah, as as a result of the way it is, you've you've got this scenario where people will charge and you know people will pay a name arm and leg just to to express a little bit of you know have a musical note on their mm. coffin, just because they feel that reflects them a little bit more. People are desperate to have their own identity. Mm. We can move into. Um... Funeral poverty now, I guess. Yeah, so this um, is something you were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah, funeral poverty. What is funeral poverty? Well, according to fairfuneralscampaign.org.uk, yeah. uh, funeral poverty is where the price of a funeral is beyond a person's ability to pay. And it's a growing national crisis affecting those on the lowest incomes. So basically, people who haven't planned for a death of a family member, who then... I don't want to say get lumbered with a body, but, you know, that so is like, their like responsibility. A, like a distant to, relative dying yeah. and they're the next in line. They don't, didn't realise that was yeah. coming up. Yeah, unexpected. The average cost of a funeral in the UK in 2019 was £3,785. And you know what? I actually think this is pretty much equivocal to the way that we think about US healthcare. Yeah. You know, okay. it's bizarre to us that people should have to pay when they break for an ambulance. Leg. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you know, the, I honestly think in the future, or maybe not the way things are going, <laughs> the, the tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but it, when the perfect world finally arrives in twenty twenty one, I think people will look back and go, "That was that was like a massive injustice. That was a that was a weird way of thinking. Why was dying ever something that people had to pay for?" Yeah. Um, and you know, until it, until it comes to when like, when bodies are being turned into soylent green, everyone's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. "Wait, why do we? Uh, why steal that money?" Because of the inability to pay, people are being forced into debt to pay for these funerals, mm. right? Yeah, and there's such thing as public health funerals in the UK, um, and that's where if it gets to the point where you literally just can't pay for a funeral, mm-hmm. the government takes the body and like. I don't know if they go through Those any experiments on it. Yeah, well, I, don't... Like what? I think they. I think they cremate it. Yeah, but it's interesting how there's so much emphasis placed on like this, maybe the spiritual and the personal elements of a funeral that you yourself have to organise. But as soon as the government get a body, do you think they spare any like expense getting a vicar over to to pray for the body? Or no, no. Well, yeah. you know that it's it's like yeah. a mechanised. Ash making facility. Yeah, it's just completely. Right. The number of people turning to public health funerals increased by seventy percent between two thousand and fifteen two thousand and eighteen. So that is when people just can't. There's no feasible way for them to afford get rid of a body. Basically, the 
average cost of a funeral is continuing to rise. Well, I've, I think that's just a natural consequence of the, the plurality of different ways to kind of have a funeral. Mm. There are so many different ways, so many... I think a lot of that is also the influence of multiculturalism and the influence of different religions. We now have more choices on the table. But yeah, it doesn't mean we're... No, I, I, I think it's outrageous, really. The, the amount of money that they're, they're asking for a funeral. Yeah, it, it's... I, I get it if you, if you do want to go that extra mile and do something but if you, if you If you place no value in a human body, because I think we, we should focus on maybe how this reflects societal values of what are we worth, right? What, what are we worth living and what are we worth not living? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, you were saying about it's kind of a if you were yeah. living if you were living in a in a driven around in the box yeah. by a, if, by a hearse. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> if it, if you were to buy yourself a box and then maybe rent a hearse, yeah. drive around in it real slow, that wouldn't cost thousands of pounds, surely. Yeah, but it's people capitalizing on a market that exists, and therefore yeah. Then there's there's yeah. no way of like comparing. But what do you think this says about the people that buy? into all this and do you think the, the price is worth paying because obviously well, most think, people are paying this so yeah i, I think they're paying because they have no choice yeah unless trapped in it yeah unless they are clued into the whole and most people as we were saying most people don't think about it they're trying to avoid yeah. thinking about it as much as they can or if they do think about it it's just again this i don't want to say this is literally most people but it, i think it, i think it's it is a something worth talking about whether this could be true but i you know it could be just like a vapid identity statement it's like oh i want a green funeral because that kind of sounds good i don't really want to think about it which is yeah and all these things are fair enough it's like i i don't necessarily yeah it's not easy to think to sit and think about your impending no. death yeah it's impossible to think about if you don't believe in afterlife you can't think about nothing Mm. It, it, yeah, it, it's 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 impossible to think about just yeah, not existing. It's virtually impossible to comprehend, but also the implications of you eventually not existing. You know, the implication mm. like think, thinking about things like legacy, and mm. it's like these are difficult things to think about ultimately. And I, I get why people do that. I, I honestly think it's like retail therapy to the extreme when people go for these really lavish things. It's like that's interesting. People don't want to think about their life. So they'll go out and buy a bunch of clothes. People don't want to think that they're death. They'll just throw money at it. Okay. You know what I mean? That's interesting, though. It's, it's like, it, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's actually the opposite of engaging with death. It's... By th blindly throwing money at it. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. Nor an I before. <laughs> before it came out your mouth. <laughs> Funerals are just retail therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a quote. Stick it on the uh, CD that we'll be handing out <laughs> to people. <laughs> Please you... listen to this podcast. <laughs> Look at these quotes. What were you saying um, about reverse abortion? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Please, dear listener, take everything we say with a pinch of salt because it might all be bullshit. Several pinches of salt. A as, gallon. <laughs> it might all be bullshit as proved by Connor's previous quote, it's retail therapy. Um, But when I was kind of thinking in my own little mind about... Uh, the value that we're placing on dead bodies. Um, I kind of started thinking about arguments about 
pre-life bodies. Yeah, but so, people people only care about humans pre and post life. Pre and post life. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um so in the extreme cases you you know you've got pro life um far right pro life uh, American mm. organizations who don't necessarily care about migrants or no like, or or homelessness yeah. or children being separated at borders. Mm. All very topical. Yeah, look at us. Storm, Storm Kira, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, immigrants. It's like the people that care about animals more than humans. Because right. I, 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 that I have come across. And I feel like that's because nobody's, the, the animals can't stick up for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of innocent. Yeah, thing. okay, yeah. So I guess what I'm, I'm tr- trying to articulate is that a human body is not that person anymore, right? It, you agree? A uh, human body Without, is an inanimate object. It's, a, it's you know, it's a it's a clump of matter. It's like yeah, I mean, it, you, you could say that a, a, a living body is also a clump of matter, but I think but the you, absence you know, of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whether or not you knew that person, you you have to admit, like, it's not it's not that person anymore. Do you think somebody who's in a coma is still still a person? A person? No. Um, that's difficult. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they've got the potent the potential to be. Yeah, let's, again. let's say they're never coming out of the coma. Um, Here's the thing. So yeah, I, I would I would kind of treat a deceased person and somebody whose whose consciousness is never going to return mm. as pretty much the same, right? Uh, in terms, of, so when we're building graves and things, mm-hmm. all we're doing is honouring a person's wishes pre death. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like if someone asks you to go to the shop and you go, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's just a functional kind can of. Have a cornetto, please. Yeah, have a cornetto. Can you build me a grave? Because that's what I would have wanted. Yeah. You know, it's that. So, it's, yeah, regardless of whether they're inanimate objects or not, yeah, you, you, what you're doing is you're carrying out a wish mm-hmm. from the person that was alive. It's like yeah. it, nothing, nothing new kind of comes from after their after their death. Mm. You're just honouring wishes and obligations you that they were wanted of you. I guess what I was going to say is that one of my main problems with it is that you're you're placing monetary value on a person. But, and I, I think that's, in any circumstance, you can't put a number on a, an individual. I, like, I'm not going to buy you, am I? Even for 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> not in that way. You know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want someone trying to value you. No. So what do you think needs to happen then? Going forward in in twenty twenty one when all our problems are solved and it's a utopia, I think if people thought much more contemplatively and reflectively mm-hmm. about life, I think that would ultimately end up extending to death. And I think if if people put in the effort, the the practical planning that they put into death, that they put into life, I think that would that would also be a very good thing. But I feel like there's a massive disconnect between the two things in terms of the, you know, the the planning and the practical effort people are putting into it, and also the kind of existentialism that is and isn't going on in both cases. I feel like people are treating life and death very differently. I just thought about something. Though. Don't need to, yeah. Sun life. You know, you see these ads. Sun life, where you get a free yeah. pen just for inquiring. Just for inquiring. <laughs> I was thinking, Thank you, Parkinson. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking this the other day, and. You know, when I was like 15, I used to watch an advert and go, who the fuck wants a pen? I, a free park a pen? A free park. Now I'm like, 
I'm, I'm going to inquire call, every I'm day. I'm going to call them up. I'm going to inquire. That's no, but <laughs> you watch these daytime TV programs. Not that we do, because that's for losers. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and literally the, just watching come down with me. <laughs> and they're all you. You can tell who's who they predict is also watching come down with me with us. Like mm. they're nearly dead. They're nearly like, dead. because all the adverts are targeted, yeah. t- like Sun Life cruises. Um, yeah, like barge holidays, and, yeah, yeah, uh, vacuums and scooters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so there is a certain level of planning, but that is in the most extreme consumer, like, yeah, heavy way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, like, I absolutely agree. Like get a free park like, pen. Yeah, that's you know, don't worry, don't worry about really taking seriously the, the yeah, the impending nothingness that awaits you just think about that free park of pen you're gonna get <sighs> so, I, do, I do need a pen do you think they uh you think you get to choose what color imagine if it's like green <laughs> oh. free, we, we, we've stockpiled these shit parker pens so you can have these free parker pens nothing's worse than red oh, i don't mind red there's only certain things you can write about in red though yeah, it's like comments about yeah. other things. Yeah, when you're writing on other <laughs> on, on, on other pieces stuff. of work. Yeah, <sighs> right. I think we're done. Do you think a vegetable is a person then, if they're devoid of consciousness? A vegetable? A per- <laughs> oh, a disabled person. A person who's in a coma or something. Oh, uh, maybe not. Not a disabled person. I don't know what you're talking about. I a thought veg- you meant like carrots or some shit. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Can we, can we ask that question again, but without saying the word vegetable? <laughs> That's going into the end. <laughs>